Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. Hey! I'm Brad. I'm Dustin. I said, I'm actually Jonah, but I was looking at Brad, and I just woke up, and I said I'm Brad, and it, to be honest, dude, it felt right. It didn't feel weird. I was like, I'm Brad. Hey, man. Yeah. Which one? Which Brad? Yeah. Yeah, I'm you. Okay. I'm Jonah Bear. Welcome to today's podcast. Yeah, it's not fun, is it? I just came from the yoga studio. I feel so relaxed. I spent the uh, the week boning a lot of really hot young women. and This is Brad's fantasy version of me. <laughs> I actually woke up at like 10.30, panicked, ran over here, and I have like 45 <laughs> things in a row I have to do today that I scheduled in a terrible way. Anyways, funny story about today's podcast. Uh, we're usually... It's been on ice. It's been on ice. We're usually very organized here, but... Uh, I was sitting in bed the other night thinking about the podcast, as I often do, and I was like, I don't think we ever released this podcast with Dustin from Thrice. I was like, I remember doing it and it being cool. I remember doing it with Steven, and I don't remember it ever coming out. So I emailed Steven, and I was like, hey, did we put this out? And he was like, yeah, pretty sure we did. And then I was like, still, I was like, I'm still not convinced. And I went online, and it's, and no, we definitely didn't. Yeah. Definitely never released this it podcast. Lost. It got lost in the mix. We do a lot of podcasts and we love Dustin. Nothing personal, but we figured the best thing to do would be just to put it out now. Hey. So if we're talking about anything like, uh, like 9-11, 9-11, oh, oh, <laughs> who's going to win like the 2004 presidential election, <laughs> uh, like SARS. It wasn't that. It was like, it, this was maybe six months ago. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. So, I think it was actually June, yeah. Yeah, so this was before Dustin was here promoting his um, solo album, Carry the Fire, which you should check out. But this was sort of before any of the Thrice stuff happened. So we're talking about, what's it going to be like playing again? You've probably seen them. They play like a bunch of shows, <laughs> a bunch of festivals. Um, they don't have anything planned right now, but I'm sure they'll be doing more stuff. But uh, So yeah, so if there's some some dates and times a little off, just kind of deal with it. Yeah. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> right? Deal with it, yeah. It's yeah. timeless, man. Our podcasts are timeless. It's true. Just like, I hope. Um, just like, because we're not timely, so they can't. They have to be timeless. Speaking of timeless, I, have you seen that Levon Helm documentary? I have not seen it. I watched that the other night. Pretty I've cool. Heard, I've heard it's quite good though. And then I watched the Scientology documentary. The 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 yeah. new one that everyone's freaking Going out about. Clear, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty wild. And the one thing I also have been doing before we start this episode that I want to advise people not to do is I haven't been able to sleep, so I've been watching that show Locked Up Abroad. No idea. It's a show basically about people in desperate situations. It's like, do you remember where they like recreate them and they interview the person, but the person's like, I had this cocaine habit, my drug dealers were going to kill me, but they said they'd let my family live if I like smuggled like a million pounds of heroin oh out God. of Lima. And it's whole, their whole stories and they all get caught and it's all about them going locked up abroad like being in prisons in other countries for like years usually and it's them like going through security and having all this shit like taped to them and then like being set up and i watch this and is it I, a, is it real document it's real interview it, with the actual person it happened to but then they have like dramatizations right, of right. it happening um but every night i've had nightmares <laughs> that i'm being so you're not gonna go anywhere now no i'm like terrified <laughs> I'm terrified someone's like planting something on me I don't know about. <laughs> uh, Anyways, uh, so yeah, without any further ado, there's, there's been a lot of further ado in this episode. But um, yeah, Dustin Kentry from Thrice, um, enjoy. It's going on All right. 
Dustin, <laughs> what's up? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Steven? Solo Tour? <laughs> Is that my new nickname? I don't know. I just read about it, so I was like, oh. "Yes, that's what I'll open with." Dude, I, we haven't. I haven't seen you in forever, and and sadly, I'm not seeing you in person now. But man, Thrice was like the house band at Fuse. <laughs> yeah, man, it was fun. We were in there all the time. It was great, and I and I'll never forget because as the the first time you guys sat down before anything started, before cameras rolled, you guys were very open with the fact that. We're terrible at interviews and don't talk much. And I remember going, great, here we go. And three, <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I've gotten better, not good. But uh, part of it's just thrice is like the most, historically at least, the most self-deprecating band ever um, to a fault. So... Uh, it makes things hard at times, but uh, yeah, trying trying not to uh, to slip into that. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard not to. I feel the same way. Um, I hit up Eddie and Riley last night, and I was like, "Is there anything like goofy to make fun of Dustin about?" And I was like, "Why am I asking these guys?" Like, and they're like, uh, "Eddie's like, uh, I don't know." Riley's like, "Do a, do a yoga move and stand in your head." And like, I felt like I was I was like I was like, yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> I was like, I guess they're not really that kind of band. Yeah, we're super mellow, and we have—I mean, we have—we have a lot of fun together. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We're we're kind of reserved until we open up with people, or I don't know. Yeah, no, I understand. But yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I remember just like going. I remember you guys kind of. Eddie was like so into Warcraft and all that stuff. Like at one point, it seems like that kind of ended at least, and now you guys are kind of. Are you still? I like that. That's the definitive thing you remember about the band. I remember Ed, Ed, a lot about the band. Warcraft. Um, no, that was, yeah, that was like too. the uh, the My Chem. We toured with them for what was that in Canada? And uh, they got me and Ed playing Warcraft. I quit long before uh, Sir Edward did. He was going crazy on that stuff. But uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was, that was before I had a kid. Um, which would be like isn't that, isn't that eight, funny how that eight something years ago. Well, <laughs> I I got off <laughs> I got off stage one day. I was just like, I just handed the CDs to someone. I was like, don't give those to me. I quit. Like I'm done because I couldn't I couldn't like ease off playing the stupid game because it's just immersive. And I was like, all right, I just can't play this. So yeah, I, I stopped. And then like a month later, I found out I was having a kid. I was like, well, that was good timing. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's it, kind of into whatever he's doing a lot. Like, yeah, whether it's you know he's working with wood or he's I don't know doing all sorts of stuff. So he, he's also seems like he's one of those people that's kind of good at everything, which is kind of annoying for yeah, people like me who him, aren't. Him and Tepe both. Yeah, they're just like I'll I'll do this, and then hey look, I built a shoe. You're like. <laughs> Great, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> when I think of Thrice, I always think back of that era, um, you guys and Thursday when you were both on Island and sort of like touring together and you guys kind of both got signed. Um, how do you sort of look back? I guess that was what, like 2002-ish? That was... Like early... So we put out uh, Artists in 2003, so okay. All around that kind of time. How do you kind of look back? I mean, obviously, a lot of those bands aren't still around. Like almost none of them. I know, like the U's played here the other night, but for the most part, I mean, how do you kind of look back at that era now? Sort of. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it felt like a crazy time. Like, it was just 
a bunch of hype flying around about everything. And um, I think we just tried to approach it with, you know, look, we don't have to do anything. Like, we're fine where we're at and a smaller label. And But let's see what's out there and try to keep our heads on straight. And um, that's not to say that bands aren't around because they didn't keep their heads on straight. But I just, I feel like uh, we kept a healthy focus on on making music. And, and so that kind of hype time died away and we still had the same vision for the band. Um, so I don't know. What I, what, I, what I remember about that time for you guys is that you approached the label with like, these are our terms, take it or leave it. And it kind of set the bar for other bands to... I don't know, it seemed like negotiate with, you know, with, with, the, with a major corporation, you know, you guys had specific items about like, well, th- this needs to go to like, you know, a charity or a nonprofit, this goes to this, like there's needs to be more of a balance. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that came from that same mindset. Just, we don't need this thing. Like let's, if we're going to do it, let's do it in a way that we feel comfortable with. And um, I don't know. It sounds like it's a, totally different game these days with the all the 360 deals and i don't know sounds terrifying to me but uh <laughs> be honest you've invested in title <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that's crazy is like how many kind of bands that you guys kind of opened for kind of when you're starting out i remember that tour that was like you guys i think then kohi then hot water was that or something like that. Uh, no, co- no, all the COVID? bands that opened for us get much bigger than us. Uh, well, co- dude, I would just had Jason Black on, and he said the same <laughs> thing about you guys. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> um, no, like I remember, brand new opening for us. There's another big band that I can't. I just thought of the other day. I don't know. I feel like Coheed definitely got bigger than we did for a while um yeah but i have no i have no bearing on anything now i know i do know brand brand new is giant as always yes that band can do nothing they, and just get bigger defy all all odds it's and, brand new uh, and glass jaw for some reason <laughs> uh at least they, they're good peeps so totally i mean do you follow kind of like and good bands yes do you follow like kind of like newer bands or that kind of stuff or you kind of like kind of do your own thing because um, I know it's hard to kind of keep it's like kind of my job to keep up on it and for me I'm like I don't know who anyone is anymore like I look at the Warped Tour lineup and I'm like I don't know I don't necessarily keep up with the Warped Tour lineup <laughs> um, I I definitely dig uh, getting into you know whatever I love just hearing new music um, what's kind of fun is I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I would, I'm still, I'm like into these new bands now, but they sound like I would have been super into them when I was young. And now they're like cool. Like that sound is cool. Like a band like Cloud Nothings or something. Right. I love that band. I'm like, dude, I would have listened to this in junior high and no one would have liked it. And it's so cool that it's just like they're killing it or like, uh, really like, uh, dinosaur pile up. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking more in the kind of punk genre right now, but those are two off the top of my head that are newer. I think that's a good perspective because I feel like I heard a band the other day and I was like, this is awesome. It sounds kind of like hum. I was like, I like this, but then I was like, 
Ugh, I've heard this before. Like, uh-huh. I feel like it's easy to get jaded and be like, I've heard all this. Well, I, I think it's got to have a new, um, a new kind of spark to it. Yeah. You know, I, I, so I don't, I don't mean to say that it sounds like a total ripoff of something else. It just has like a similar spirit to it. Right. Um, and yeah, I definitely don't want to listen to something that's, that's happened before. So, uh, I was, I can't We talked was. about that with beach slang. You know, how it's like, it's obvious they like the replacements, you know, but they just do it really well. Well, I, I, I can't remember what this was from the other day, but someone was talking about, like, if you're not actually a, a student of, of music in, in general and kind of know what's what's come before, then you, oh, I think it was Billy Corgan. I'm not sure. He's funny, man. He's so ornery and, uh, and but also has some, like, kind of amazing things to say in the middle of sounding like your grandpa. Yep. And, uh... You're a very angry grandpa. Um, I think it was him. Anyway, someone was talking about if you aren't listening to actually what came before, you end up like reinventing the wheel. You're like, hey, I made this thing. It's like, yeah, that, that happened a long time ago. Like, sorry, you spent so long trying to develop it. It's like, rather than knowing that that came, you're like, that's awesome. And I want to take some of that and some of this and, and do my own thing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, there's only so many notes. Yeah. And, or just, I mean, you're almost solving problems at a certain point. You're like, I want it to do this and this. And, and so you've got to figure out how to do it. But it's like someone's done that. Like you can springboard off that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think a lot of bands have springboarded off what you guys did. It seems like. I have no idea. Really? You don't hear a band and you're like, oh, this is like, sounds exactly like something we did or like. Uh, if I do, I'm usually not excited about it. Um <laughs> I don't know. I for me, like the last three Thrice records are are you know what I would say I'm like really proud of, um, and it's not to discount the process or everything that came before or that there's some good stuff um, back there. But I think the last three, like Alchemy, Beggars, and Major Minor, I would say like I think those hold up and will hold up. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion, but I don't think someone has to go back and have a sense of nostalgia to listen to them and be stoked, you know? Like, right. Whereas I think with like illusion or something, uh, you could, uh, you know, look at it and be like, well, this did this and maybe it influenced this happening here. But it's like to go back and actually enjoy it. I feel like <laughs> you, you probably need a little, a little bit of nostalgia. At least that's what I feel like, uh, with a lot of bands that I grew up listening to punk bands that I love, but, I know that I could never just show someone and be like, hey, you love this. This like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I remember like at the live shows, like even towards the end, like I feel like whenever you'd pull out one of those old songs, like kids would go so crazy. Uh, yeah, they were much better live too. Yeah. Um, when we play some of the songs, they're with kind of more experience and better tones. They're, they're much better. So <laughs> Yeah. There was also like a really... I feel like knowing you guys, it was like, there was like, this. your audience was so interesting because I felt like it was all these kind of people you'd expect, but then I felt like, not, not trying to insult your audience, but like, there was definitely like kind of like a jock kind of like, I felt like kind of sense, like, I feel like you guys crossed over into like this other world and like going to your shows is such like a mix of people kind of. I think there was a, a mix 
Um, maybe not jocks, not the right word, but maybe like just maybe people that didn't go to a lot of punk shows who just kind of like were attracted to Thrice, who maybe heard on the radio or so at a festival or something. Yeah, I don't know. I I could see that going, you know, being interpreted good or bad in the sense of like it definitely wasn't just uh, someone who you know would be like, I'm in the scene, I do whatever. Like, but I don't. So I would say yes, I think it went that way, but I think it went a bunch of other ways as well. Yeah. Um, to where I felt like we had a, a really diverse following, and um, yeah. I don't know. I've always been stoked on that. For sure. So, Thrice breaks up. No. Does, goes on hiatus? Yeah. Hi, come on. <laughs> Journalists. I feel like those terms I, are kind of interchangeable. No, they're not. They're not. Dude, I was not? just talking what? about that this morning with Trish and like how the bands that say hiatus seem to do better than the, the bands who are like, oh, we're breaking up for a while. We're just like, we're just slowing down for a bit. Like, like. We're making music. We'll be back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were doing, Dustin, you were doing the solo stuff like while Thrice was recording and touring. Yeah. And I mean, my main point, I know it just, I think you hear hiatus and it means breakup because so many bands go on hiatus and then they never come back or maybe they'll play like. Like at the drive and did it, but they came back like 10 years later. I was like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. For me, I tried to make it really clear because I didn't want the connotations of. Uh, the band breaking up because I had no intention of of breaking up with those dudes as a band. You know, I, they're fantastic people, fantastic musicians, and it was really a case of like, right now, I I need to take a break, and every intention of sometime coming back to doing some of this. So. Yeah, okay. sorry. I was just just giving you a hard time. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're right. I do feel like those terms have gotten interchangeable, but there is a difference. Well, there's a difference in intention. For sure. It's like we're breaking up. It's like this And of course, spelling. In spelling, yes. Yes, yes. Um, So sort of, obviously you're doing the solo stuff. You You have kids. Like, were you just kind of focusing on that stuff? How did you kind of know it was the right time? I know those guys are all doing other music. I know other musical stuff. I saw Eddie here with Knapsack. I know Riley has that band. I can't really pronounce their name because I don't know anything about baseball. You're saying the right time to to sort of to, like start playing together again. Uh, like, okay. how did you know? Sort of enough time had sort of passed where you're like, I kind of miss this, or I feel like because it's uh, such an open ended thing. I feel like it could be. Yeah, for me, like a bunch of just uh life stuff changed in general to where uh a big one and my my kids are a little older now the youngest is three almost four so um doing kind of the touring at at all stuff when i i had three that were pretty young was was rough um but the bigger thing is i was up in seattle for a while uh working at, at mars hill's church up there and it was like super time consuming. That was what I was doing while I was not um, doing, you know, actively making a bunch of music and touring. So uh, that ended and opened up. You know, I was like, all right, well, this record I've been trying to make for eight years, I'll actually make it now. And uh, as far as the Thrice of it, we were already talking about possibly doing some festivals this year. So uh, separately from anything else. Uh, so I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think a couple just different life things. Was, yeah. I mean, because that was the thing in the, in the first place. Was I? I think a huge part was, and I and I don't know that everyone felt this. I'm sure no one felt this way at the time when when the hiatus happened. But we all had dinner the other night, and just it seemed very clear that everyone was had like this has been good to take some time off like just to regain perspective appreciate each other appreciate you know what we've gotten to do together um and we were going you know 14 years straight before the hiatus so it just constant 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 so i i feel very refreshed yeah in that sense and right do you feel do you feel it's necessary to like let fans know or just take time off like that that's the differentiation i see with a lot of bands is we're done we're taking a break like i don't know i remember growing up and there being years between albums by bands and not thinking anything of it hmm i don't know i don't know i I guess i never thought about that but i feel like we were so constantly active and i think also when we were growing up there wasn't uh like social media presence so it that might have changed. Like it's like, yeah, I don't hear anything from the band for a while. That's not anything new, right? That's um, true. So I think that might be a little different now. It's kind of everything's always connected, always chattering, and so if all of a sudden that drops off, like that's noticed and needs to be addressed. Do you see, I sort of like kind of liked it better before in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any time in history where. You know, you you move forward and you're like, I kind of liked it before. Yeah. And you can't go back and part of you doesn't want to either. But, but I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I miss, I miss records coming out on the day they came out and that's the only way you could get it is go to the store and get it. And there's something really cool about that. But, uh, you know, we'll be telling that to our grandkids someday and they'll just be laughing at us like I know. crazy old fart. <laughs> Did you hear they're changing the release date to Friday? No. Yeah, from Tuesday to Friday. I think that when is it? This summer. Yeah, it was uh, two guys in a dark room who decided um, <laughs> over sardines and said, "Yeah, screw it." Like, I, it's the weirdest thing, man. It's like now it, it uh, just ruins my schedule. It's like comics come out on Wednesdays. <laughs> now I got another day to wait for records. It's so weird. What? What? Do you feel like you got something? else different kind of out of the doing the church stuff i mean was that sort of something you'd wanted to do for a while i know you're sort of involved in that with thrice as well but um as far as I, well i have a um I, I think mostly it was good for me to take some uh, time and write some music specifically for the the church it's something that uh i had a, a burden to do and uh a desire to do and something that I'll continue doing. Um, so I think that that part was good. And, uh, it's, it's funny, even with social media and stuff, it's so, it's so hard to like communicate an idea to, to everyone. So I'm constantly seeing like either like fan reviews of like a new record and like, Oh, this one's not like all religious or whatever. It's just like, so many people don't understand like i i didn't guys i didn't just put out a record that all of a sudden like 
completely changed my writing style. Like this was for a different purpose, and it's my fault for putting out under the same name. I've realized that now. So I'm. Well, that I, is your name, though. I mean, yeah, but I, <laughs> but whatever. I, the point of me doing under the same name was like, I, you know, I'm an integral person, and this is a part of me, and so I'll do. But it, as far as branding, I've realized it's just very confusing for people. So I'm going to rebrand all that stuff as the Modern Post. Any of the. The stuff for the church and uh yeah so <laughs> anyway i i'm glad i got to to do that and i'll continue to do that but um when you say church is it like is it a christian church or people trying to label it as like a christian rock album or was it a different denomination or? It, i mean it was it, it's a it was a record that was specifically uh made like songs for people to to sing you know gathered in worship service like a, yeah christian uh, th- but people, I think a lot of people are like, man, why did he get so like religiousy for a record? It's like it had a totally different purpose. It wasn't just like find Jesus and or or just like um, if it was just a normal record, like it, it's not the way I would I would write at right. all. Um, it has a totally different purpose. The same way if I wrote a, a marching song, it would have a different purpose and different parameters and. Um, so it's just it's been confusing for people. Well, anyway. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah, I remember people like sort of. I remember reading some weird argument about this was a long time ago, but it's weird that you can just put something out and like it becomes sort of controversial and, or not controversial, but like you have to sort of defend what you're doing. It's like this is a record I'm making. Like if you don't like it, this is for- yeah. But I kind of I feel like it it is confusing if you don't hear like why this is how all of a sudden you just oh Dustin Ken's your new record and then you're like what is going on right I totally I totally get it um, <laughs> it's just frustrating that I can't like there's no way for me to actually like preface it well I I feel like I put something in the liner notes maybe I didn't I should have but it's just it's songs right it's not like you're proselytizing you know no it's song I mean it's it's songs for people to to sing together in in church so but it's very it's very clear because you know what those songs are about because if you have a bunch of people and they're singing a song and you know they're engaged, you know, you want people to sing this and be able to know what they're actually saying first time and not be like wait what am i singing with all these people like do i agree with that uh so it's just a very different medium than just writing a song just to be a song um so yeah i <laughs> i don't know Anyway, my my bad. This is my second giant branding mistake. The first one was naming a record Visu, and uh, <laughs> that was horrible. Great Hor- artwork, though. Thank you. I that was a Dave Eggers. Dave Eggers worked on, it and his I forget his assistant's name. Um, but seriously, that was a. I realized it was it was my idea, and then I convinced everyone of it in the band, and then I realized this is a horrible idea, and I couldn't unconvince them, and it came out. And I remember. I think everyone kind of realized we went into a radio station and on the whiteboard it said new thrice album visa or whatever don't even try to pronounce it <laughs> so it's like now we have a record out that they won't even try to say the name of on air and i was like yep that was really dumb i think it's kind of cool though it's cool but you you do get in that you know that for every interview and i think for both of us we're like how do we say it no, yeah that, I, that's just that's tiring after a while for the band I th- but and I think it's uncomfortable for the listener. I don't even know how to say the name of this record that I like. <laughs> That's true. It's a bad idea. Note to bands listening. 
yeah, please. Maybe. I, I have a random like... question about because it just, just popped into my head about the when you do a record for um, let's say religious purposes, no matter what. Um, how does that work with licensing? Because you know that you know certain churches under things like operate under tax exempt status. Is that different when you're writing music for that purpose? Is that I don't know. Is like like a church? Would a church label any kind of religion? Like put that out in this country? Would that does that change how the licensing works? None of us might know the answer. The, the Jew in the room definitely doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Not, not really. Uh, there's different things that happen. Like there's licensing for when songs get played in a church. It's a really weird system where they pull like like only a quarter of the people actually using it every quarter, and so not everyone has to report all the time. And it's just this amalgamation of things. It's really strange. But, weird. Uh, yeah. Like is Dustin Kensrue going to be like in a missile somewhere now? I have no idea what you're saying. You know, like if you go to church and you've got your, um, uh, I was just, I was at a funeral very recently and you've missiles? got your, your book of, <laughs> book of hymns and you know, oh. the name of the writer and that kind of thing, the, the missile, you know, M-I-S-S-E-L. Oh, I thought you meant the weapon. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> hymn, hymnal. Yeah. Hymnal, but that's, that's another there, word for it. Is it? Oh, I've never yeah. heard that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe at some point. I don't know. I mean, a, a lot of churches use like kind of a, like a projector rather than like a, a physical hymnal. Um, so there'd probably be more, more of that. Churches that still use hymnals are usually kind of just singing really old songs, but not always. Yeah, that'd be cool though. Yeah, man, totally. <laughs> and I know Thrice is really involved with um, like Invisible Children and that stuff. Is that something you guys are still working with or not so much or figuring out uh i mean we, we just haven't been active in so long that right definitely nothing's been happening for for some time yeah i guess yeah how, how what's it been like three years or something like that it feels like time's going by so fast that people are like i think something's last year and it was like five years yeah, ago someone just told me like someone's like i saw you last year with thrice and i was like what uh, <laughs> I was like, I think that was three years ago. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it was at least three years. Yeah, uh, it was probably a little, little over three. I remember you guys playing at Irving, and I think that was kind of towards the end. Yeah, uh, I think since our like last shows, it's probably been three years exactly, or around about. It's so wild because I feel like you guys and Thursday both sort of went on hiatus around the same time. If I it, yeah, it was really close, actually. I remember yeah. it was, like, the same week almost. And I think it was very unintentional. Like, I think those guys didn't had no idea. Like, I don't think anyone knew. It's yeah, kind it's of... Like, Dang, the other TH band again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so funny how... You can't get away from you guys. Kind of inseparable. I remember, because I wrote... One of the first cover stories I wrote for AP was on Thursday, and it was half the covers were thrice, uh-huh. half were Thursday. And I just saw a picture of it, and one of the tags on the cover was, Is Emo Sexist? Like it was like these are all like the hot hot button <laughs> issues at the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was, I mean, we were on the same label too, so it was, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The I thought the the announcement of the hiatus was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I don't I don't know if those guys I don't know if those guys will get back together. I hope they will at some point. But yeah, you know, I play in a band with Jeff now. Yeah. I have, I have not Excellent heard it. Band. I heard it's really good. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's he lives he lives around here actually. Um, United Nations. United Nations. Yeah. yeah, 
and he's in a couple other bands. He's a label now. Cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, those dudes are around. Dustin, I want to ask you about the the other F word. I saw you in that documentary. Was I in that documentary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real? Yeah. Like I did an interview for it? Yeah, pretty sure. So remember you talking about your kids and how your it was it I think about it all the time with my kids how like you know you never talk down to them just talk like a normal person and they'll figure the words out oh I do remember saying that yeah <laughs> sounds like I, something you'd say I didn't I did not know I I have a really bad memory <laughs> um apparently I did an interview for that I'll, I'll, <laughs> I've totally seen that I was like I should watch that at some point and I'm in That's it pretty um, good. Yeah, I feel like I did that a ton, especially with my my first kid, just because just hanging out with her like one on one all the time, just kept talking to her, and all of a sudden she was. I, I think this this was probably my more naive, less children self, but I I've come just to see how just every kid is so different uh, that I don't think there's many hard and fast rules for at least for like how certain things come about i i think there's principles for parenting but that are helpful but like if you do this your kid will talk at this age like that's crazy <laughs> so so how you're how old are your kid how old are your oldest kid eight uh five and three so eight wow. year, eight year old i'm sorry like i'm so eight year olds can talk and like they're like real sort of like dude people. you just hung out with mine they're four and two, they were talking no to like, yeah they were two, talking two but year like olds, it, are like here's i totally understand the eight-year-old thing is pretty funny but i remember i remember before i had kids be like i I would think about like a two-year-old like oh they're still just you know most two-year-olds are like they're very much like i mean if they're talking somewhat and they're like probably pretty decently and totally interactable with with then uh yeah, so no, my my eight year old's a genius. It's but you can have like an actual like, let's talk about this subject and like, yeah, um, yeah, cool. So it's, yeah, it's, once, it's, once once a kid hits seven, like this is the one thing in my opinion the Catholics got right is they call it the age of reason, and that's like literally when you can reason with a child, where a child can go why, and you can go oh, and they think about it, and they can they can put things together. Yeah, that it's goes like, that goes cuts both ways though, because then you tell them something and they say why, like <laughs> like oh, all right. Yeah, I'm dealing with that all the time. Like with four is like when why comes out, but they can't quite get it. So it's like you know, oh, I stubbed my toe. Why? Well, because I didn't <laughs> look where I was going. Well, why didn't you look where you were going? Like, what is the matter with you? Like, that's what what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Oh, children. You have three girls, right, Dustin? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I went great. through that moment with my twins where I, I we found out it was going to be both girls. And I was like, oh, man, that'd be cool to have a boy. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, nah, actually, I think this is way more awesome. <laughs> I, I love it. It's great. Um, yeah, it's funny. I'm just just used to that now. But I, I've realized with like my little nephews, like I'm like, oh, I don't like I totally don't know as well how to like connect with little dudes like i love them but like i have so much more experience like with little girls yeah that makes sense do you find that like my girls there's an even mix jonah can tell you because he was over here there's you know an even mix of princesses and you know batman toys all over the place there's really no like (laughs) gravitating toward 
I guess like, you know, gender specific playthings. Yeah, I I think it's uh the way that they play is is generally uh pretty easy to see the difference, but as far as like uh I think we end up drawing lines with like what they actually will like rather than how they like it. Um I was reading an interesting book recently the, called The Storytelling Animal. And there's part of it where they're talking about kind of how we process stories as humans. And um, he's, I forget the lady's name. Is this, uh, she was a teacher and now she writes books and, and has done a lot of study on, on gender stuff. But she was like hell-bent on proving that uh, the differences that we see in, in boys and girls are, are completely like uh, conditioning. And okay. so she would like force the kids in her classes to like the boys can only do this like and finally realized like I, I was totally wrong like they just they're different creatures and it doesn't mean that they can't do this or can't do that but like they're they're wired different and uh, so I see that with like my nephews and stuff just <laughs> they're totally wired different but but my girls like love you know they'll they'll watch you know Ninja Turtles and Transformers and also watch my little pony and a bunch of princess movies but well, my uh, little pony is awesome it is awesome <laughs> though i just found out there's like a uh kind of creepy adult male the bronies group is that what they're called they're called bronies there's a convention i've met a few i worked at mtv for a year and, and i covered all the comic book stuff which was amazing and the bronies are serious <laughs> how do you even get into that like, is it Nerd. people? Have you been Nerds, into it your whole man. life, or you just get into it as an adult? Like, I think you get in. Well, the, the like, like my it's, brother's a fan of the card. My brother's a fan of animation. And no, it's the it's card, a really good cartoon. It is like, yeah, really, it's really well, well made. made. Um, it's like one of the best shows that my kids watch. But really, I was telling someone that, and they're like, you know, there's this whole like <laughs> subculture. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's a really good show, though. I'll check it out. Um, it's, it's interesting when when you have girls. I found like my entire brain, which you know, and I considered myself a radical feminist beforehand. But once I had them, now I'm thinking more of like, well, I use the word "girl" quite a quite incorrectly. I use it to describe grown women, <laughs> and it's not cool. And also, I'm like very specific to with with the girls, like what they're watching, and I'm now like a little more. A little more on it like like how um like my girls love the tinkerbell movies mm-hmm. and it's great because it's you know usually five female fairies and they're the protagonist and it's usually like you know a female antagonist and it's very i don't know it's not it's not specific that way and it's cool but there was a time in my life where i wouldn't have given two shits now i'm like even more concerned with what they're watching how diverse it is you know yeah uh, there was that uh what was that for? There was an ad recently about the the term like like a girl. Like I was talking about oh, if yeah. you if you ask kids under a certain age, ask girls like you know what it what does it mean to to run like a girl? They'll be like to run really really fast, or like what does it mean to throw like a girl like this? Like and then after a certain point, it takes on this uh, denigrating feel where they're like that means like this like I kind of limp-wristed throw or i i run all wonky and um 
so it was just encouraging. I can't remember what the ad was for. It was great, yeah, though, I, I, but it was, I, I, it was encouraging, like, people to, like, at this age, this is when this is coming, like, so you get to, like, encourage them to to not lose. It, it was interesting that they, before a certain age, just had no concept of that being a denigrating term, and wow. I thought that was cool. Um, I've got an 11-year-old niece who plays tackle football with the boys, and in her neighborhood in you know suburban philadelphia there was a girl ahead of her who did it and kind of set the bar that this is acceptable and it's just it's moving on that way it's pretty pretty amazing um but then i don't know it gets very frustrating i have a one of my wife's nieces or my nieces well it's her cousin's kid whatever she's like this <laughs> no, who exa- how exactly are you related then Steven? okay hold on let me get my tree if you look at this powerpoint behind me first the earth cooled <laughs> All right, so she's she's like this uh, like lacrosse prodigy, and she's phenomenal, and she's a freshman. And my wife went to a lacrosse game to watch her play down in Philly. And girls lacrosse, they don't wear pads. They wear, like, goggles. But the ref is always blowing the whistle because their thought is if they wear protection, then the game will get too rough. Huh. Which seems royally fucked up to me. <laughs> it's like, well, why not give them the pads and let them, you know, play – more rather than stopping it every five minutes while blowing the whistle yeah, and it's funny. like i don't know my i wouldn't have thought twice about that years ago but now as you know father with girls i'm like yeah fuck you they can play suck it <laughs> hey, what do you think about that dustin oh <laughs> uh, which part i, don't um, know. I have no yeah. idea <laughs> um yeah no that's a good point I, yeah it's weird yeah that's pretty weird I mean, how do you sort of feel like technology has kind of like when you see your kids like playing with an iPad or something? I mean, like, do you just watch them and you're like, your life is going to be so different than mine was? Or is it kind of the same? Um, Yeah, I think about that. And then, you know, it's try to limit, I guess limit's the wrong word. Try to at least give them a diversity of experiences with things like it's like okay yeah you can play the ipad like when we're in the grocery store or whatever but like at the same time like we're in the car like hey we're gonna listen to some music right now we're not we're not watching movie time we're not ipad time right. we're gonna do some music we're gonna look at the scenery um just different stuff like that i think uh is important to to try to keep some kind of uh boundaries there i guess because uh, I mean, we see it with uh, you know adults too. Like, it's very easy to get sucked into a bunch of different technological traps of one sort or another, and and miss the world going on around you. So, um, do you I, feel it's really helped touring with staying in touch? Uh, yeah, it has. I mean, <laughs> the big thing I'm stoked on recently is T-Mobile has uh, like a plan where I can actually have data and call people from different countries which is like the worst thing ever about touring uh in another country before so i'm headed to england after this and like i can call my wife and text her and look up where i'm walking to and that's yeah that's fantastic and i 
am really confused why it hasn't come sooner and isn't on every network. Yeah, I guess it's that's great. true. It is like such a global thing. It's so weird that you go somewhere else and it's like a totally different thing or it's like incredibly expensive. Yeah, it's a ripoff. So yeah. I'm kind of glad. I, I think it'll, everything will start moving that way now that someone has. But Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. It's great. I didn't know it either. And I, I went up to Victoria with my family uh, in Canada and got like some little text things like, yeah, your data is free. It's like a little slower, but... I was like, that's amazing. That's super helpful. Like, I can tell where we're going. And... Dude, yeah. I mean, I feel like I still get lost here. Like, I use GPS so much. I get lost everywhere. Well, I think we know far less of our surroundings because of it, too. But Well, yeah, that was... So be it. It's true. Yeah, I was talking to someone, and they were like, yeah, we're already merged with the screens. Like, we don't know. I don't know any phone numbers anymore. I don't know no. any... Like, it's all just in this thing. Well, what's funny is... Man, t- so touring like in a van these days is so much different having GPS. But the funny thing is like the Garmin's or whatever else they would call them you know, before people just use their phone. They were like around when Thrice was touring in vans, but it was kind of newer and we were just, we never did it. We had like a compass and uh, maps and it was... <laughs> why we were driving so much why did we not invest in this stupid little thing we'd constantly be like oh oh no we we passed that like 20 miles back oh so yeah it was was a large fail and you had the the cd book yep yeah that was that was the good part actually i love that yeah everyone brought their cd book took up half the van and uh yeah, so you do, you know, whoever's driving would get CD privileges, or sometimes you'd go in around and everyone gets to choose one. But there was something, you know, you didn't switch every song. It was like, we're going to listen to this record right now. Right. Front to back, yep. listen to this record, um, which happens far less now. Yeah. The worst is we had been doing bus tours for a while, and then we, like, we're going to do this short run with Poison the Well, and we're like, let's just do it in a van. We Super fun, we'll listen to music. We got in the van and like the right speaker was totally out. And so we spent the whole the van ride just with headphones in. It sucked. Dude, I've been on a lot of tours where, yeah, just people just wear headphones now. I feel like it's especially like, not always with us, but like when I'm riding with another band or something, it's like everyone's just like, and it is like a little bit, it's different. Yeah, I, and I... I think that's directly due to yeah the technology, whether someone has movies on their computer or they're doing something on their phone. Um, yeah, the van on this tour is a little like that. Tanner and, and Andy are in the back watching movies. and uh, Yeah. I don't, I, sometimes we're listening to podcasts together, which is fun, or listening to music. There's, there, it's not all like that, but when you're on a seven-hour drive, it, yeah. gets, it gets varied. That's understandable. How's how's um how did you kind of hook up with Andy for this tour? Did you guys know each other for a long time? Yeah, we've known each other for um a while. Probably met him I don't know. Back probably uh, Did Thrice tour with ago. Manchester? Uh we took them out for a little bit on the the tour that my dad uh got sick on and I left early, so that was a bummer. We we were, I don't know, probably like not even a third of the way into that tour. Uh, so we had them out and Anno Brother as well. Okay. Um, but we had met them before that. And uh, yeah, me and Andy have stayed in touch and seen each other various places 
cross some paths. So, uh, yeah, I can't remember how it came up, but that's yeah, great. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Steven, did you have something you want to say? I felt like I thought I heard I'm, you. Well, I was, it's interesting. We were talking about having like iPads and things and people sitting like, you know, on the tour bus and just looking at stuff. My, my, we have one of those little iPad bars that'll set it up in between the headrest of the car. So on long drives, we can like show the girls a movie or something. And my mother, who's this preschool teacher, was like, I really don't like that. And I remember as a kid going on all these road trips and I said to my mom, I said, I dreamed of this thing as a child. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, this is the best thing ever, you know, and we don't do it all the time. Like there's, you know, you stop you. It's, it's, uh, it's very, um, moderation, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's just phenomenal. The the thing that's gotten, it gets the problem with the kids is, is that they'll like, they'll ask for a song to hear. And if I don't have it, I'll look it up on YouTube, you know? But then to them, that means, no, no, you have that song. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't have part of your world, Little Mermaid. I don't have now, it. Uh, now you gotta I don't go have it. it. They're like, no, 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 you have it. You need to find it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way to not have access to everything. And they're learning that. Man. Yeah, there, there's going to be these. My kids have no appointment viewing. You know what I mean? Like if it's we're very we try to be very conscious of that. Like if if weeks will go by without them asking for the iPad and if they do, we'll hand it to them. And we've been doing the same thing with television because in the morning when they're getting ready for school, we'll just, you know, throw on PBS. It's fine. You don't feel like, you know, a neglected parent as you're, you know, making breakfast. But now I'm just leaving it off until they say, can we watch something? And then I'm like, yeah, sure. Dude, I, growing up, do you remember that show Mama's Family? I don't think so. Do you remember that show, Steven? Yeah, it was a spinoff of a Carol Burnett s- <laughs> sketch with Vicki Lawrence. That show used to, there used to only be like three channels, I feel like, and this, that show would come on and I would start crying. I hated it so much, <laughs> but I like, had nothing, no other options, and I'd come on and I would get so bummed. Uh, that's how I felt. Like I remember as a kid being like, like switching mashed. between like UHF <laughs> dials and going from underdog to like Tom and Jerry. And that was a big deal. I tell my mom, like, I'm switching channels today. <laughs> <laughs> That's but dude, you know what's interesting though? I felt that way about MASH when I was younger, and then as an adult, MASH actually a pretty good show. See, I I've heard that too, and you know, I feel like that show is one of those things where your parents are like, oh, that's a great show. And and as a, as a youth, you have to rebel and be like, yeah. there's no way that's a good show. Like that music comes on and I want to <laughs> shoot myself, which is actually funny because for one reason or another, Thrice actually like covered that at one of our first shows instrumentally. Really? Yeah. But Suicide is Painless? Is that what that's called? Yeah, there's lyrics. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't know there were lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it's from it's from the movie when the when the movie Mash came out. What's interesting about Mash is that only in our country was there a laugh track put in. If you saw Mash like anywhere else in the world, it, it was like this very bizarre single camera, like like half comedy, half drama series. You know, that was like. How do you know this? Um. <laughs> Well, John, I was a big fan of Scrubs when it was on, and that was there. That was the whole point of Scrubs was like, let's do something funny and kind of surreal, but always have like a dramatic, like like you know, tug at your heartstrings type story per episode, and you can do it in a half hour. Look at Mash, you know, which was a, an eleven year series 
that lasted longer than the three-year war it was based on. <laughs> All right, what do you guys know? <laughs> uh, TV stuff? Dude, I don't know. I can't really compete with that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, big TV fan. What, but do now, you, you into any, any TV shows lately? Uh, I just finished Daredevil. It was awesome. Yeah, me too. You, did you finish it? Yeah. I finished it. Do you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. Okay, awesome. All right, let's go. <laughs> Anyone okay. listening to this is like, no, I haven't watched it yet. That's your fault. It's been two weeks. Um, <laughs> been two okay, weeks. all right, all right. Thoughts on the season on the finale? I don't, I don't want to ruin it for people. Finally, you see the red costume, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel horrible ruining it. I'm just going to recommend it's a good show. Yeah. What do you mean ruining it? <laughs> I'm no. the, I'm the guy who like won't I will not watch anything out of order. Like someone's like it's a sitcom. No, no, I won't. I won't watch an episode. I need to see it from the beginning. Um, yeah, my parents will do the opposite thing where they'll they'll just like watch a show in the middle. It drives then, me crazy. And then and then they'll complain how they don't understand yeah. it or it's too violent. They'll be like, ugh, Breaking Bad so violent. We just like watched it. And I was like, yeah, you watched like <laughs> like an episode like five season in, like, which is like, there's like a massacre or something. Like, as if you understood, and they're like, oh, no. Like, it's really funny. I think that's also like a generational thing. Like, you're not used to watching stuff as like this sequence, maybe. You're just like, are used to watching these sitcoms. You can just kind of turn it on. And it's like, you don't need the context, maybe. I guess I, that's probably the worst show ever to just come yes, into the middle it of is. it. It is. Uh, it kind of drives me crazy, too, by the way. But, so we're not talking about Daredevil. No. Well, we can talk about it. We just don't want to give anything away. We can say it was cool. What the comic books are like have been out for years. <laughs> you guys. Uh, I just want to point out right now, Rosebud is the sled and Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Suck it. The movies are still good. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Steven is so annoyed right Bruce now. Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I'd, true. There was a bunch of stories I heard Ross, of people Ross running into the Rachel front of get together. Sixth Sense yelling out, Bruce Willis' daddy's a ghost! Like, <laughs> and just running out. I don't think I ever actually saw the Sixth Sense, to be honest. But I know that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know that. I just ruined it for No, you. no, no. I mean, that's... I realize it. I it's get, still a good movie. You can watch it. And like, yeah, it's, but it's if someone takes that from you, it's gone forever. Dude, I had a film professor in college, and he, and his whole point was like... Have you ever watched a movie twice? And everyone in the room would go, yes. He would go, well, you know the ending. Why the hell are you watching it again? You're not going to get surprised. Yeah, but we're not talking about whether or not it's good. We're talking about there's an aspect of it that you will never get back and don't get the wonder of watching it again, seeing it all in a totally different way. We grew up with with no spoilers. You know, we would would just say, just don't tell me, you know, and it's, it's up to you to like, you know ask someone not talk like leave you know whatever but it's i don't know it's it's interesting it's like uh i'm totally with you if i haven't read the book and they're like oh he dies at the end you know it's like okay i don't know i think it's i think it's gotten much harder with social media and the internet to keep things <laughs> under wraps podcasts yeah but i will say like it's a different experience sometimes you watch something there's some crazy plot twist and then you watch it again it's like a different experience because you know what's going to happen, but then you see the way people interact, and you're like, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. I think that's different. But we, you guys, has everyone seen the, all of Breaking Bad? Yeah, except my parents. Except your parents. <laughs> They've seen Justin. a few select episodes from various seasons. Justin, did you watch Breaking Bad? I have, yeah. 
Okay, so so if I would say, how'd you feel about that finale? Would you talk about it in detail or worry about those random people who didn't see it? I, there's been more time for that. Daredevil just came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It came out April 10th. <laughs> I think it matters less in general than Breaking Bad's. It really ending. does. It wasn't as it wasn't as solid, but I'm just saying it's it's not as involved. It's not you know it's the end of a twelve or yeah. thirteen part series or season. Not you know pretty six damn years. dark though. Yeah, you, it's cool though. I like did it. you read the comics? Are you a comic guy? Uh, I'm not a big comic guy. Uh, I have read certain kind of seminal comics over time. Like I read the the Dark Knight stuff before those movies came out, and uh, I did read. I was trying to think of it the other day. I can't remember which Daredevil series I read. What was it about? I he, feel like they based the crappy movie on it. Um, the ben might Affleck have been the one. Frank Miller Man Without Fear series where he has the different mask. Well, I don't know if he had a different mask because I haven't read the other ones, but I think it was Frank Miller. That's what I, I it seemed like his his vibe, but it was a while ago. So, but yeah, I haven't, yeah. Read, a, haven't read a ton of, ton of comics. I like them. Uh, I think it always felt very overwhelming to me because there's so many and they're always yeah. coming out and it's just like, I, how can I possibly... Dude, uh, here's what I do. Email Steven, what should I check out? And he'll just give you a list. Hmm. You should start doing that. Dude, it's, it is it is overwhelming and I'm not... It's also I don't, expensive. Do, I don't go yeah. week to week. I wait like six months and buy a trade paperback and then I'm like, okay, I'm caught up. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, never- I, I usually, if I read them, it's... It's the bigger collection, so I want to do. You you never read them on an iPad, right? I can't. That's that's one thing my my brain won't let me do. I can't even read a book on a Kindle or something. I don't know. It's it it might be my cutoff point for my generation. I've tried it. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried it, but I my apartment's so small that I just don't want more stuff. That's my problem. Yeah, that's like a maybe living in New York problem. Yeah. You probably have multiple rooms. I did read Scott Pilgrim on my phone, and it was great. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that that was a comic. It's fantastic. Really? What was a comic? It's Scott Pilgrim. Oh, Scott Pilgrim's amazing. It's the comic's really, great. It's real. The comic is really good, and the movie I, I thought actually did a, a really good job, kind of capturing the vibe, and it, uh, in a lot of different random ways. But it's uh, it's hilarious. It's really good. Oh, I love that movie. It's one of the best comic book adaptations ever. Really. Yeah, I, it's I so, so solid and so good and so specific. I think it 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 really captures the the feeling you have reading the 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 comic, which is is great. Um, I'll loan them to you, John. I got them. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're, the, they're fun. Yeah, they're very fun. But it's interesting. It's that it's it's um it's very age specific. Like I would you know I would give it to like a teenager, but I wouldn't let like a younger kid read them. You know. And it oh, looks yeah. like something a younger kid would read, but there's, you know, relationships, sex. Oh, yeah, it's like, definitely not, not, a, not a children's comic. But I really like that. Uh, what's his name? Brian Lee O'Malley. I really like his writing style and the way he... It's a lot of, you know, breaking of the fourth wall, and it's just kind of assumed that the world is like a video game. It's really cool. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, I went to Comic-Con with Steven, and, like, Steven knows who, like... The guys who ink the comic look like he know like can recognize people. It's pretty incredible. 
It's a skill. It's a gift. It is. It's just being a dumb nerd. But then like the people that I worked with at MTV were so amazing because they would be like, oh, that's my favorite editor. And I'm like, wow, that's a whole new level that I don't even think about that I really should, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I go back. But do you, you find that way with music? Like, I mean, can you have you? I'm sure you guys can listen to a record and, you know, hear that, like, go, oh, this is engineered such as or mixed by, you know, you can probably guess that. I could tell. Uh, I don't know if I could guess. I I, could, there's I could, random things where you might be like, maybe this, but it's usually because you've probably already heard something or other about it. When you hear like a, like a McTurnan record, are you like, <coughs> oh, that snare drum, that's McTurnan? Or is it like... I I think sometimes there'd be a specific thing that you'd oh maybe this but um I don't know I'm I've never been like a big kind of recording nerd as far as you know geeking out on tones I know tones I like and right. when I'm getting them myself like I know what I'm, I'm looking for but and I know which records I think sound really good but I I haven't I don't know I haven't delved into the minutia of, you know, who did what record over time. There's, you know, there's certain records where like, I've got to know about that, like who was involved with that because it's so distinctive or uh, inspiring, whatever. But have you guys, I mean, I know it's still like super early. Have you guys given any thought to doing any recording with Rice or just see how the tour goes or? Uh, we're just, right now we're just kind of focused on the. The uh, the shows this year. But Are you ready to get happens. asked that question like ten thousand times? Ah, uh, yeah, it gets asked a lot. I don't, I don't blame anyone. <laughs> How yeah. do you know what's a Dustin song as opposed to what's a Thrice song? Uh it used to be, you know, for the first solo record it was kind of like, well, this is, this kind of has a vibe that, um, doesn't seem like Thrice would pursue. Um, but even on that one. Come All You Weary was... No. Was it that song? Oh, man, my memory's so bad. Now I can't remember. There was a song that was going to be on my solo record that I ended up putting on Alchemy Index because it was close enough within that project. Uh, but now I've kind of realized the main difference seems to be... I mean, there's some kind of a vibe that... that Thrice is very kind of a, a serious sounding band, I think, um, in a variety of ways. But the solo stuff is not always, uh, doesn't have that same feeling. Um, so there's a little bit of that, um, though there are some kind of heavier solo songs as well. But I think part of it's just this is a song that I kind of wrote the whole thing and, and wrote from the way that they're actually crafted is generally different, whereas Thrice songs are very much piece together out of jamming together bringing different parts and building this thing between four people um and then i take it and try to make the bones of it a real song like all these parts are really sweet i want it to be so i can strip it down and and make it this make sure it's beautiful like the bones of it are, are beautiful and whereas the the solo stuff starts not with all these parts but it starts with the melody and the chords and it gets built up from there and add things are added onto it. So they're basically built completely backwards of each other. Uh, but in the end, I'm kind of shaping this final thing into a, a finished product. But I, I think that's the main difference is, is the way they're actually crafted in the end. 
Though I, I am. Yeah. I'll stop there. <laughs> we'll accept that answer, judges. Yes. Yes. That's good. Are we'll you excited it. to kind of, I mean, I'm sure like the four of you guys don't get to hang out all the time, obviously with like families and stuff. Are you excited just to kind of hang with those dudes and kind of just have that experience? Kind yeah, of again? totally. Um, yeah, we, we all had dinner together right after Christmas, which was fun because Tepe lives in, in, in outside Seattle still. Okay. So, um, and then we just announced we're playing some solo shows really soon. Starting well, we're doing the Servant Skate. We're doing two home shows now, right before that, and uh, so we're gonna have like two days to practice before that, and that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, really excited to, to hang out with everybody. Uh, the vibe was super good, just getting everyone back in the room together. And so, any chance of you guys doing the the hot water set at Servant Skate again this year? <laughs> that was awesome man Dude, by the was, way that was fun um yeah that was a that was a privilege we love those guys and it was really cool to are you gonna cover the songs. weight uh the uh the the band the weight yeah didn't you guys do that with uh gaslight we did um that was fun it was great. I love. I saw that. I. I don't know. I don't know. Someone sent me a link to it, but it was really cool. It was really great to watch you. And you guys didn't. You didn't stifle it. You played the whole damn tune. It was awesome. Yeah, we did. We did that on uh, one of the worst the band tours too. With who was on the me and Matt Pryor and Casey Crescenzo and Andy Jackson. It. We broke it all up. Oh yeah, we did each did a verse, and then the last verse we each did a line. It was sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I love that tune. Yeah, it's Jason, so good. The band's the best. Jason, yeah, Jason Black was just here with his new band. He's just been unwed. And they're playing with As Friends Rust on Thursday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Man, I haven't heard that name in a while. I, when That's the show band. got announced, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was, yeah, it's like every band I liked when I was like in college is back together. It's it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's fun. So, yeah. A lot of good music. Yeah. So, just your plans now sort of do the solo run, then the Thrice stuff, then kind of see what happens, basically? Yeah. So, I'm doing this run on the East Coast. I'm going to UK. Coming back, doing Thrice, a couple Thrice shows, doing the West Coast. I have the Rocket Boys opening and backing me up. So, I'll have a full band, which oh, cool. will be super fun. Nice. Um, and then I'm doing the Southeast and other random thrice shows in the middle of that. So kind of busy year, but just scattered all over the place. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So check out, check out Dustin. He'll be he'll definitely wherever you live in the United States, you probably won't be that far away. It seems like I'm hitting most of the country. I'm sorry, Texas, that kind of just dead center. I, I'm not hitting at this point. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. cause I don't like you, but no, just, <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> Dude, right on. Thank you so much. Totally. Thank you, guys. Yeah, of course, man. Ah, the good old days, Brad. (laughs) Wish I could go back to that, Brad and Jonah. Oh, yeah. We were so young. So vibrant. June. June. 2015. The whole summer was ahead of us. Really was. And now it's fall. Squandered. Yeah. The summer was squandered. It was. I just complained about how hot it was. Do you feel freezing. like all summers are squandered? I feel like they go faster. They go really fast, especially here, because I feel like it's not... Like we're in LA, it's always nice. Like here, there's such a small window. Yeah. It's just uncomfortably hot. You're trying hot. to get everything 
you know, trying to get some time. Yeah. Trying to go to the beach. Yeah, and everything's like a pain in the ass. It is. Do you have a car? No. No. I have an Avis. You have an Avis. I love it. So you rent you rent cars? <laughs> yeah, my wife is always talking about trying to get a car. Our neighborhood is almost tolerable for cars. Like you can kind of park in the street and parking isn't that much. But my point is like, I did the math one year when we were like going to be doing a bunch of traveling and I was like, should we just fucking buy a car? But I mean, yeah, it's as expensive as it is to rent. Like it's still kind of worked out. Plus every time I pick up my car, it's clean and new. Yeah. Yeah. And I can return it dirty. And full of fucking Plus crumbs. All this other shit you have to like. I feel like you have to go get the oil change, and then every time you get the oil change, they're like, "You need to do this and this and this yeah. and this," and then you have insurance. And I don't have to park. You know, I don't have to worry about parking really. Yeah. Like I usually have to worry about parking maybe one night. You know, like when I pick it up because we're usually leaving town. Yeah. And it's not that bad, but um, yeah, I I'm happy to rent for now. I mean, the cool thing about having a car is you can do little quick jaunts, like, "Hey, let's go to Coney Island today," right, know, or something like that. But that's what Zipcar's for. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's, you're going to spend half the fucking day finding, find somewhere to park or something. Yeah. It's a pain. The, yeah. the, the, my, the luxury of New York is that you don't need a fucking car. Yeah. I agree. Um, anyways, Dustin's album, Carry the Fires Out Now. Um, his solo album, Thrice, is doing a bunch of stuff. Hopefully we can get Dustin, Eddie, or not Dustin, sorry, uh, Eddie Riley and Tepe, other, other Thrices. Uh, Dustin just had a kid. Mm, so congrats yeah congrats to, to dustin and uh, jesus dustin had a kid i'm sorry riley just had a kid <laughs> and i think tepe has a kid i think eddie's the only <laughs> one without any kids and me i don't have any kids um but yeah that you know of. that i know of thanks again to dustin <laughs> sorry it took us forever to put this out but i think it was well worth the wait um if you want to check us out on itunes leave us a good review that'd be great go to our site give us a dollar for our server costs that would be awesome um and you can also check us out on facebook or something um and tweet at steven steven was here for this episode which is awesome hopefully we'll have him on more episodes coming up because we miss steven um all right see you next week (laughs) 